Welcome to Swift Unwrapped, a weekly podcast about the Swift programming language and other projects at Swift.org. I'm Jesse Squires. And I'm JP Smart. And today we are going to dive into the wonderful world of Unicode, uh, which we have discussed briefly before in the String Manifesto and probably some other uh, SE proposals. And today we're looking at a proposal that aims to, to make... Uh, some of these APIs in the standard lib a lot more user-friendly. Right. Um, so there's a really, these. this is a pair of proposals. Um, there's one on uh, Unicode properties to Unicode.scalar. And there's another um, that adds uh, properties to the Swift character type. Um, and these really kind of go hand in hand, but they're um, operating on uh, different representations of um, kind of a a string component, um, right? Whether a Unicode scalar or a string character. And uh, ultimately, they have different levels of accuracy or completeness. Mm-hmm. Um, so to speak, where the Unicode scalar one basically bridges libICU for a number of properties on the actual scalar. And those are much more kind of correct as far as libICU is concerned anyway. Whereas the character properties PR um, is really kind of embracing having a few leaky abstractions, mm-hmm. um, but while providing um, some very useful functionality, as long as you're okay with it, not necessarily being 100% correct 100% of the time, mm-hmm. uh, it'll still lead to vastly um, more correct code than what most people would write on their own without access to all this libICU stuff. Right. And so uh, it's important to yeah, remember that string is a collection uh, where the elements are of character type. Uh, but string also provides all these different views into uh, the underlying storage. Right, So you can get the Unicode scalars. Uh, you can look at the ASCII representation or like the UTF-8 representation. Um, so you can dive into all these things, like depending on your, your use case, what you need to do. And, um, while you have these Unicode scalar values that are really like, what are these exact, uh, Unicode, um, what do you call them? Code points. Code points. Yeah. You can, you know, examine the actual, like, you know, kind of raw code points, um, or, uh, at a higher level, a character, the character type tends to represent uh, what humans would visually consider as a single character. So, like E with whatever the accent, an acute accent, with an acute accent, uh, could be two code points, um, or even three. Potentially, is it like E? Well, I guess two. Um, 
two code points, or it could actually be a single code point uh, because Unicode. <laughs> um, but visually, regardless of the underlying representation, we would say that's a single character in a word. I think it might be able to be three if you have a uh, zero with joiner. Yeah, that's in between what I was the of. the e single with jo- uh, zero with joiner and acute accent combining mark. Yeah, because why have just one way to do something <laughs> <laughs> when you have the Unicode way, which is really just a hundred ways? Yeah, uh, and you know this gets even more complicated with um, emoji, where now you have um, uh, these. Uh, the newer emoji, like the professions, like man with laptop or woman with laptop is actually like man or woman plus laptop. Um, and then you also have like the skin tone modifiers uh, on top of that. So, um, And then you have family with laptop. And <laughs> yeah. then you have, uh, you know, zero with joiner within that because that's a new member of your family. Right. Uh, um, you think emoji is hard, like try, you know, uh, different languages with n- uh, non-traditional alphabets, uh, like the Mongolian vowel separator. Right, is, is that a white space? Favorite? Yeah, it depends. So, the the point of this this proposal, the character properties one, is to at least give us uh, a reasonable API to kind of query like what uh, a, a few different properties about characters themselves. Um, so some things that you might want to ask is like, is this white space? Is this a new line? Is it a letter? Uh, is it uppercase or lowercase? Uh, is it a symbol? Different things like this, which can be like super useful in, um, in many different contexts, um, depending on what you're doing. Right. You have things like, um, is math symbol when you have the integral uh, symbol or the plus sign or is currency symbol with the euro, yen, dollar. Um, there's a whole collection of these that are, are very useful. Um, like if you're writing a parser, for example, you might want to leverage this or where it has, um, you know, you can query is hexa- hexadecimal digit. And then if so, then you can get the hexadecimal digit value. Um, so, you know, the, these are useful things if, if you're writing a parser, if you're trying to do like some very high level analysis of like, well, what kind of text did my user just paste in here? Um, you might also want like a fast path for your code if you're doing any sort of string processing. If uh, you check is ASCII, right? And if all the characters in your string um, uh, have have that as true, then maybe you can avoid having some um, n- needing some multi-byte graphing cluster um, safety in your string parsing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, not all of these uh, properties are completely straightforward. For example, white space is actually not uh, completely well defined. All right, so the example that um, they give in the proposal is that, you know, new lines, uh, it's more than just hard line breaks in strings, or like uh, you have new lines as like common terminators uh, for strings, but you could also have a character and they give the the Unicode uh, code point here or the, the representation where you have a new line with a combining accent over it. 
Um, and so the question is, is that a new line or not? Um, it's a bit ambiguous. And so there's discussion here about what's the most intuitive thing to do in this case? What would users expect that character to return from dot is new line, uh, true or false? And yeah, it's just, it's super interesting to see like just how, yeah, just how these things are not so clear cut always. Yeah. Yeah. And this API is being kind of categorized into two parts. Um, One is a group of APIs that would be restrictive, which would uh, either accept or reject um, the, the query based on the analysis of the whole grapheme of the character. And so an example for these are is ASCII, uh, is whole number, hex digit, um, and then the, the equivalent values for all of those queries. Um, whereas, and then same thing for uppercase, lowercase, is cased at all. So whether or not the lowercase or uppercase representation differ. So that's the first category of restrictive uh, APIs. The second one is permissive, which is um, to what Jesse was saying, uh, where if a portion of the grapheme meets this criteria, um, then you know it's probably useful to um, uh, to return these, even if they have kind of nonsensical or non-traditional um, combining marks or, you know, zero with joiner on things or, or something like that, right? So those are fuzzy queries, like uh, if it's a number, a letter, a symbol, or if it's white space or is a new line. Yeah, so the restrictive APIs, um, yeah, it, it's easy to tell if this is a whole number value. You know, if your character is seven, then it's like, yes, that is a whole number value. But if you have uh, seven uh, followed by a combining overline, then there's no clear interpretation of what what that is. Is that just a number? I mean, has this like weird line above it, this, this mark? And so they will throw that out and say, no, that's not a whole number. Right. Now, one of the motivations... Uh, for doing this is that since string is now a collection whose element is character, a character is now one of the first types that a newcomer to Swift would encounter. Uh, because if you're iterating over a string, then the the element that you'll be dealing with is character. However, character is mostly opaque today, where you don't really have any functionality that you can uh, that you can apply to it, um, other than ordering it within other characters or accessing its raw backing Unicode scalar values. But, uh, and, and this is where SE211 also comes in, where you'd have Unicode properties to Unicode.scalar. Um, because today you also can't do a whole lot with Unicode scalar values. And by a whole lot, I mean um, anything that's kind of stringy or Unicode-y with it. You can kind of access its its raw backing data or digit, but um, you know, especially as a newcomer Swift or as someone who's just trying to build string APIs or st- string logic, uh, there isn't a whole lot that you'd be tempted to do with that. And so that's part of the big motivation for adding uh, a number of useful features to both Unicode scalers and characters, even if it means that um, that uh, some of the abstractions are a little bit leaky. Right. And so 
uh, on character today, uh, you can access uh, .unicode scalers, uh, which returns a Unicode scalar view. And all that's really there is uh, count, uh, some index APIs, um, an is empty uh, property, um, and that's pretty much it. Um, you have like your typical collection methods um, on there, but as far as like expecting in inspecting like what uh, these values actually are in human readable terms, there's a lot lacking. And so this proposal is dependent on the previous one uh, that we mentioned earlier, uh, which is adding Unicode properties to Unicode.scalar. And uh, that proposal, uh, which is SE211, goes into this way more in depth. And you have a ton of properties here. Right, and these are mostly just kind of re-exposed to what um, ICU's implementation already offers, which means that this is this should be a lot less controversial um, in terms of you know the the completeness or accuracy that this provides because you know ICU is like a super standard component for any sort of string um, string library or even like. A lot of programming languages just just use this uh, libICU, and so it already has um, ICU has binary property for doing queries like is emoji or is ASCII hex digit, etc. Um, so it already has a number of these properties that's already exposed. So this would really mostly be kind of bridging um, Swift terminology to ICU terminology, mostly as like a ICU binding. Which is great because if you've ever tried to integrate libICU into any one of your projects, it's uh, notoriously difficult to to link and include without adding like um, multiple multiple like tens of megabytes of like um, uh, graphing cluster tables and things like that. Like it's just it's it's a ton of data. Um, and so it'd be nice if, you know, string that Swift that's already using this just kind of re-exposed it. Yeah, it's actually pretty remarkable how much effort has been put into Unicode support in Swift. Um, and that was a stated goal from the uh, beginning. Many thanks to Michael Ilsman for uh, doing a lot of the work on this. And Tony Lovato as well. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, I like the is emoji on property on the Unicode scalers uh, from that proposal. That is actually incredibly useful. And I wish I had that years ago because at Instagram in the messaging uh, part, we uh, wanted to make emoji, uh, emoji only messages, uh, larger font size, which is like what iMessage does. If you like, for sure, if you have like three emojis there and, um, it is, you know, we just had to hack around that. I mean, foundation doesn't even provide any sort of APIs like that, which was frustrating because they could. And yeah, it, it's, uh, it was just a, a to me, like a, a big gap uh, in those APIs. So then did you have to bundle and link libICU into your app and then it would have to reference its character tables or did you do something totally uh, not correct? No, it was <laughs> totally not correct. It was a big hack. Basically just a, here are the emojis that we know about. Wow. And is this uh, 
a member of this set, basically. Yeah, quick and dirty. Right. Uh, that may be different by now, but uh, yeah, I really wanted this API uh, back then. Uh, but for anyone building any kind of messaging app, uh, if you want to have that kind of behavior, um, this would be an excellent use of yeah, these APIs. Although there's, uh, so that's in the, the Unicode scalers proposal, but in the character properties proposal, I was disappointed to see that there is not a, uh, there is not an is emoji property proposed here. Well, um, you should uh, suggest that. Yeah, it seems reasonable to include here. You know, obviously you can still get that by going through the Unicode scalers value, but I think it'd be nice to have on character as well. Absolutely. Um, you might not know this, but libicu also exposes a very robust regular expression library. Really? Yeah. Um, which is Unicode correct. Yeah. Uh, or at least it tries to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and that's that's why I looked, or rather, we looked into uh, bundling it um, with Realm actually, so that we could add regular expression query support. Oh, interesting. But ultimately, the pain of bundling it in a cross-platform way and the overhead of bundling it, including all the character tables and uh, and the binary size itself for multiple platforms, was was quite high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would probably have turned off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, th- yeah, it's massive pain. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, all we have for today. You can find the show on Twitter at Swift underscore Unwrapped, and you can find me at Jesse underscore Squires. Find me on Twitter at SimJP. Thanks for listening.